0: Everybody, so today's podcast is about devaluation. So, the signs that a narcissist is devaluing you and why they do it, right? It's compulsive, by the way, they can't not do it, It it's uncontrollable. Um, So, a narcissist, and I, I will try actually and not just talk about intimate partners in this one, I will try and use examples. Um, and terms that would circumnavigate all different types of narcissists in terms of different contexts, whether it be a narcissistic mother or father, narcissistic sibling, narcissistic ex partner, sorry, a narcissistic partner, narcissistic friend. I'll try really hard, okay? Not guaranteeing it, but I will try. So, valuation is a stage, it is an inevitable stage within the narcissistic abuse pathway that people with narcissistic personality disorder um, expose their main supplies too and not not necessarily side supplies or people that are always going to be just a side supply or always just going to be some like online resource uh, human being or you know it it tends to be the, the ones most important to the narcissist um that gets the most of the abuse and is the compulsive pattern of um idealization love bombing which is also grooming so that can be any type of narcissist because obviously your mom's not going to love bomb you right but um but they do groom you and prepare you for stuff um and they do idolize you because they like narcissistic parents are looking for an extension of themselves and they're looking for the baby or the child to make their life better make them look better bring them some stuff whether it be social status or um whatever it is and when that child inevitably doesn't live up to those particular standards and is also getting devalued, the narcissist will will discard the narcissistic parent will discard. So, um, so it's love-bombing idolization and which is the beginning. Sometimes there's limerence. I do I, I, all these terms are explained more fully on my YouTube channel and my podcast uh, the rest of the podcasts, by the way, guys. Um so and then there's the devaluation stage, which tends to be the biggest and the longest, and then there's which will be peppered with discards. And then there will be a final discard, which really is only the final discard if the supply says enough enough, no contact. There's my carer. <laughs> I, I can't even walk in them properly because they're too big, so I'm actually walking like this. Um and uh that's, that's Mr. Lucy. Uh, no contact. Um and Um, It always follows those stages. There's other additional stages in, so there'll be the smear campaign in and around the discard. Sometimes narcissists will be doing that right at the beginning and they'll actually be smearing someone that they're love bombing. Can you imagine? Because they're preparing them to be devalued and dumped anyway. They're kind of feathering their nest, as it were. And there'll be the stalking will accompany the smear campaign. And even if that's a narcissistic parent, They'll do that through family members and friends and the local community they'll and through other children, their other children, whether they're grown up or not. So they'll be getting their other children to look at the discarded, scapegoated child and then report back. Um, and that is stalking. <laughs> at the end of the day, I know my mother did that with me. Um, and I know there was... Well, I know the smear campaign was the worst thing she ever did. It destroyed our family. The smear campaign allowed her to triangulate us all including partners of my siblings and my cousin as well at times and my dad um the smear campaign was my mom's kind of most um well used well utilized uh abuse tool and she got exactly what she wanted in the end um divide and conquer is very much the narcissistic parents technique but it's also the same with an intimate partner divide and conquer isolate you destroy your reputation destroy the support network Um, and then destroy you so there's your stages and devaluation stage you know it started right the the, sort of the first sign that devaluation has begun is you just feel offset you feel confused and you feel like oh am i having to walk on eggshells here very covert very discreet very early signs is everything just doesn't feel right anymore OK, the, the adoration and the flattery and the love bombing and the grooming has stopped. You're no longer perfect. You're no longer wonderful. You're no longer um, um, the best friend. You're no longer the best daughter or the best partner or the best colleague. You've fallen off a pedestal somehow and you'll feel this drop in attention and respect um, and likability. That's the beginning of the devaluation phase. Things change and they don't change in a good way. Next sort of thing you'll start doing is you'll start probably trying to talk to your abuser or who's about to become an overt abuser um, because the devaluation phase always has an escalation. Always gets worse, a lot worse. Um, you, You start trying to make sense of the situation because the situation isn't getting better. It's kind of getting worse. You feel shit, feels uncomfortable and you're like, right what's going on here and a normal person right will approach will try and communicate with the other person that's making them feel like this and say what's wrong what's happened what have i done right you're already blaming yourself without even realizing it what have i done what can we what can we do better what can i do better why are you behaving this way why are you doing this and what you're going to start getting at this point is the more obvious signs that this person is a fucker right You're going to start getting there. There's nothing wrong. I haven't done anything. What are you talking about? Why are you accusing me? What are you accusing me of? You're going to start getting deflection. You're going to get word salad. Big, long diatribes that doesn't really make sense and doesn't answer your question. But peppered within that is blame. And you're like, I never did that. I never said that. Um... You're going to get silent treatment. My mother was a master at this. A master. It's the, it's the cruelest type of emotional neglect and actually emotional abuse to completely decide your child. And I was a child at the time when she did her longest. No, well, obviously as an adult, she did months and months and months. But when I was living at home and I think I was 15, she didn't physically speak to me or look at me for three weeks. She didn't use my name. I was dead. I was invisible. I was a 15-year-old kid. I was her daughter. I was working for her. So, like, 18 hours a day, I was around my mum during the summer holidays and working for her, serving and cooking and speaking to guests and answering the phone and taking bookings, doing pet lunches for my dad's wildlife trips, all this. And my mum did not look at me or speak to me. That's a full-blown discard with stonewalling. Oh, God, see when these cyclists go past and they don't let you know that you're there, they're there, it's so naughty. Um, so that's devaluation, she was devaluing me. She was letting me know who was boss. She was letting me know I didn't matter. She was letting me know that she could pick me up and drop me when she had choose, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much phoning I did and begging and crying, which I remember standing in the kitchen and begging her to speak to me. um that's major power play that's manipulation it's look who's boss you are nowhere near me i am above you i am powerful i can literally make you invisible i can basically kill you you know and um so the devaluation that's when you're going to start getting that sort of stuff the blocking you you get blocked on social media you get deleted on social media Uh, they don't answer the door they don't answer the phone so the stonewalling ghosting blocking deleting you get all these maneuvers Um, to, to make you invisible and the narcissist is making you invisible during the devaluation stage because they're already lining up new supply and or they're punishing you they're teaching you the rules of this horrible game now they're teaching you who's boss they're teaching you that you are disposable and it's very easy to make you invisible so to go from I love you to you do not exist to me is a sharp fall from a pedestal and it's classic narcissistic abuse they depersonalize us the devaluation phase is all about depersonalization, taking away our existence, our humanity, our self-esteem, our dignity, our confidence, our moral, moral structure, um, our understanding of the world around us, um, what is right and what is wrong, um, and that when someone says that they... Essentially when, they, when somebody says they love you They can still abuse you And that's okay And then they love you again okay? So it disrupts everything It disrupts your whole inner core um, And when you're a child or a teenager You're still building that It's fragile, it's delicate You know, it's vulnerable um, So devaluation So other signs that you're being devalued by a narcissist Are um, there's going to be projection So you will be called lazy or you will be called a troublemaker or you will be called stupid or you will be called ugly or you will be called you know these names these are what the narcissist actually believes about themselves now sometimes with a covert narcissist they don't have enough self-awareness to have decided this for themselves right it is that is how they feel because that's maybe what how they what they were spoken how they were made to feel when they were a, a kid um it's that it's so it's that or it's i've just seen a dead worm and it made me a bit sad and it stopped stopped my brains (laughs) i saved four caterpillars yesterday on my walk four caterpillars honestly um anyway so (laughs) that worm was not savable so um yeah it's all about them name calling so the name calling is absolute devaluation we all know that right that's what bullies do that's what stalkers do it's what trolls do they're devaluing you right because you're valuable they know you 're valuable, they know that you 're clever and you 're smart and you 're hard working and you 're um, funny and you 're kind right, but they want to take that from you, and devaluation is all about removing who you are from you so that you 're as weak and vulnerable as possible by the time we get round to the smear campaign and the final discard right um, so and your value, particularly if you 're a codependent Is absolutely completely based on what other things people think of you. So it's even more dangerous if you're a codependent in a relationship with a narcissist, the devaluation phase, because you might have gone into this relationship thinking, here comes this amazing, I'm going to say guy, okay, here comes this amazing guy. Oh my God, he's made me feel sexy. He's made me feel smart. He's made me feel popular. He's made me feel happy. And then the devaluation starts, you're unhappy. You feel stupid, right? You don't feel sexy anymore. All these things have gone and disappeared. They've removed that from you after gifting you with it because codependents will value themselves based on what other people tell them. So that's why narcissists particularly will navigate to a codependent because you're easy prey, right? And you're very easy to destroy. Um, Please listen to yesterday's podcast on how codependency can turn into malignant codependency. You can actually turn into being an inverted narcissist. That's what happened to my mom, I believe, with being in a relationship with my narcissistic dad. Um, So there's devaluation I think what else would be devaluation So the stonewalling, ghosting, discards Right, okay, so this wouldn't be obviously your parents But infidelity So you're with an intimate partner, narcissist Infidelity is a great way to devalue you It's also a really good way to test and punish you, okay Narcissists always have different agendas for their abuses It's not an excuse, it's an agenda It's not an excuse, it's a contact They have reasons for doing what they do and they will cheat on you in the devaluation phase because they can, because you trust them, you love them, you're trauma-bonded, you're maybe stuck with them financially or um, housing-wise, or you've already allowed, forgiven some form of infidelity before it, yeah? Um, they know then you're going to forgive more, trust me, um, because you will. Um, so infidelity is a big one because it does devalue you because, like I say, you're in an, int- you're in an intimate relationship with this person, you love them, you trust them. They're supposed to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. They promised you that. They promised you the best ever relationship. They promised you babies and marriage and a future. They promised you, you know, when they were doing all the future faking in the love bombing stage, they made promises to you. They knew you'd been cheated on before because you probably have. Almost all victims of narcissists are vulnerable due to that reason as well. They knew. So they've said, I'll never cheat on you. Never. And you have believed them. So to, for them to then cheat on you is a shock to your very core. It gave me complex PTSD discovering all the infidelities and what type of people my narcissist had cheated on me with. And I, I, the irony is, I had become so trauma bonded, I, be, I gaslighted myself into thinking the fact that I had an STI meant he had he still hadn't cheated. No, no, no. I was absolutely adamant. What a dick, right? Anyway, that's that's in other podcasts and in my book, Dangerous Normal People. Um, so the narcissist will start cheating and being overtly devaluing, okay, as they move along the process. So you start with the dead, discreet, covert stuff, and it starts to move, because as they get their confidence, and they let their mask slip, or their mask slip by mistake, the devaluation will amp, will ramp up, and it will be the stuff, with like, like I say, the name-calling, the belittling, the, uh, the gaslighting, the stonewalling, and the infidelities, and... You're, you're getting to the end of the road here now With your mental health Your physical health You've probably lost your pals Because what you'll have been doing In the devaluation phase Is constantly talking to close friends He's done oh, I'm going to say he But that was me He's done this He's done that He's said this He's said that And your friends are going What the fuck Why are you still with him Right They're losing patience They've not been through narcissistic abuse Or maybe they're healing from it And they can't be bothered With all the triggers That you're giving them Because I've had that um, It's like Hang on I've got to sneeze. Right. Oh gee whizzy. Um so that's another sign that you're being devalued is that you're trying to make sense of what's happening to other people. And you want them to tell them tell you, you'll get nasty with them, I'm telling you this. You'll want them to tell you Oh, it's just his drinking. Once you sort that out, he'll stop poking, poking his sausage everywhere, you know. Or maybe it's because she's got mental health problems. I'm sure if you stick it out with her, she'll settle down, right? So you're wanting, you're wanting people to enable you in the relationship, okay? That's another sign that you're being devalued. You're wanting them to um, listen to you whinging and whining about all these obvious abuses that this person is doing to you and for people to go, oh, but you should still stay with them and everything will get better. They, you're looking for enablers, Right, this is a sign that you're becoming you're definitely codependent and you could become malignantly codependent. Now, yesterday's podcast was signs that you're a malignant codependent, and one of them was um, this uh, the relationship affecting other people and your job and things like that. So, that's a hey, morning, and um, that's another sign of devaluation is it's starting to you the rest of your life starting to go poop, okay? You're struggling at work, you're struggling to sleep, you're struggling to eat. You're struggling with your friends, you're struggling, you may feel a wee bit envious and jealous of normal, happy, healthy couples. You're trying to be a wee bit dark. You're going dark, man, right? Your thoughts are dark, you know? Um, again, you're still trying to talk to the abuser and say, please tell me, please can you stop doing this? Because if the mini discards are happening, and the discards are punishments and tests, and they're time and space away from you when a narcissist does that, um, because they're cheating or they're doing other stuff, right? So, um, when you're getting the mini discards as well, you're going to be starting to have suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts, maybe even suicidal planning. This is shit. This is extreme. Think back to the beginning. You were happy. You were in love. This was a dream person, a dream relationship. You know? Um, I think I've given you enough devaluation signs. It's bloody depressing, isn't it? Um, when you're coming to the end of devaluation and the games a bogey, they're about to overtly end the relationship. It isn't really; it's just another discard, but it's a serious one. Um, and and pick and end. You know, uh, decide this is it now. I'm going to put this other child in your place as a golden child, or I'm going to. Um, you've got to leave the fucking family home now, or leave the family business, or you're going to get sacked. When there's this final, you're finally got rid of, or the signs of that. Um, will usually be when the uh, the narcissist amps up the mini-discards, okay? So you're be- instead of getting a mini-discard maybe once or twice a month, you're now having them weekly, or maybe th- every Monday or every Thursday or whatever. The narcissist is- has escalated to a point at which they don't give a fuck that you're scared and you're frightened and... Um, you're seriously thinking that you don't think you can do the relationship anymore because they don't mind losing you now, right? Whether you walk, well, not mind, that's the wrong word. I'll come back to that. They're they, they, they they're now pushing you to either end the relationship or they're just enjoying the abuse now. They can't hold it all in anymore. Because they've got new supply to shuffle into the place you were in several months ago or years ago, they, they can let loose, you know? It's a bit like a child... A child at a party that's got overtired, too much sugar. Um, They've been ignored by all the other children. Um, Their mum's coming to get them in 10 minutes and they just go, fuck it. Right? That's... (laughs) Fuck it. That cake's going on the floor. The cat's going in the cake. I'm going to kick over that really nice little tower of teddies. And I'm going to kick that woman in the corner in the knee. That's a narcissist. They just... They go, fuck it. And it can be a conscious or unconscious um act Uh, it's and uh, by the way and this is big this is huge this is a collection of all the devaluation behaviors all in a one-er all extreme um and it's just and it's just fuck it you're either going to be dumped but it's not a dumping you're not dumped right they'll start using certain language that's it now it is over for good right i don't want they'll finally tell you they don't love you narcissists Will keep breadcrumbing you With I love you Even when they've done Horrific things And they'll finally say Actually do you know what I don't fucking love you And That's the truth The only time a narcissist Will ever tell you the truth Is when they tell you That they they don't love you Because it is the truth Because they can't love Um, I did a YouTube video On that actually Narcissists feel They can feel But they don't love And they have feelings But it's the wrong feelings To the wrong level At the wrong time That's why they're disordered So please look up That uh, YouTube video Subscribe before watching Because it's free Um so, the end of the devaluation phase is big and it tends to be quite public. All your abuse and all the infidelity and everything that's happened to you during the relationship has pretty, been pretty uh, kept close to home, okay? But it'll be public when it's a final discard, which is at the end of the devaluation phase. And it will only continue, it will only be a final discard if you make it so, because they will come back. Whether it's your mum phoning you up after six months, um, like mine used to do My mum always broke Broke no contact with me And I always let her Because I think I was Well I was always living in hope That each time That phone call would be her Apologising for everything And she'd show some self-awareness And some regret And we could actually have A normal mother-daughter relationship But she never did But I lived in hope Okay um, And So you need to make the final discard yours. You need to own it. I'm not going to go on too much about that because I did a YouTube video on you doing the final discard because when people ask me, is this the final discard? Is he going to come back to me? Is this the final discard? When will she come back? I'm like, fucking hell, stop being such a wimp. It's only a final discard when you mean it and you make it so because a narcissist will always come back to pick at the corpse and use you as supply as long as you're prepared to do it. Okay. You'll never be main supply again, but you'll be made some sort of side supply and Hanger on and what have you anyway so that's devaluation lovely isn't it um, and that's uh if you want to buy the book dangerous normal people that has um all the sections so it has love bombing phase devaluation phase and final discard phase in it i wrote that several years ago i could actually write that again and add more phases on that i've learned over the years um but it's pretty bang and it does well look mostly five stars yada yada so please look up uh, dangerous normal people because you get all the different sections laid out in how they happen with 112 learning terms thrown in so you learn 112 words (laughs) um and and uh how and why the narcissist behaves those 112 ways so it's pretty invaluable if you're um with a narcissist or trying to get someone away from a narcissist or just trying to understand what the fuck has just happened to you um it 's also great if you 're studying to be uh, work in a domestic abuse charity, a domestic violence charity that you will be queen or go- or, or a god in that place if you 've got that knowledge that 's in dangerous normal people. trust me please don 't lend it out. please make people buy it because I only get one pound seventy off each book um so thanks for listening everyone again, and um I hope this was useful and not too depressing. Um... What oh, actually do you know what i 'll tell you why a narcissist devalues I forgot to do that bit. i 'm not very good because i don 't I do these unscripted so why a narcissist will devalue you is um, well partly for fun because they've got sadistic streaks within their uh, personality makeup Partly because they're immature right? They just don't know how to have a healthy relationship And they're not particularly interested in having one uh, They do it because they're jealous of you Narcissists are innately jealous of you Whether it's your mother, your, your, your cousin, your colleague Whatever the context is they're jealous as fuck of you Because you're normal right? And because you're normal, you've got empathy and you've got kindness and you're wholesome and you're funny and, and you're giving, right? You're everything a narcissist is not, okay? So there's innate jealousy. Uh, they're the bullies in the playground, you know? Um, They've got innately low self-esteem because narcissists usually come from um trauma, abuse, uh low to no boundaries and spoiling. Sometimes all of those sometimes just one of those obviously to extreme degree um and more often than not a, a big mixture of those right so a narcissist at, at, at important you know formative points in their child development which is what i studied i've got a foundation degree in um they were they were told they were they were abused and told they were stupid or ugly or they were completely ignored so when they're in a relationship with somebody normally in, in as an adult they can't treat them appropriately or kindly because they've never been shown how to right and because they've probably been abused or bullied or neglected or ignored or had traumatic experiences there are is bunkers right it's broken they don't have um, enough empathy to want to care for this person to want to moderate their behavior to want to get better to want to be faithful because they just don't really care enough about you or other people to behave and if you think about it, how much fun would it be to actually be a narcissist to a certain extent? You don't care about anybody, so you can do anything you fucking well want and get all this supply, all this excitement and risk and fun and sexual gratification and, you know, and, you know, uh, fear. And there's no repercussions because you don't feel shit about it, right? That's obviously going to be your psychopaths, by the way, um, and your sociopaths, but... They all sit on the same personality structural thing called a dark tetrad anyway. So you can look up the dark tetrad. Um, The narcissist must devalue you to feel powerful in control, to get your reactions because the reactions make them feel loved. That's how warped they are. They feel loved when you're crying and begging. Um, They feel valid when they're cheating and they're playing people off against each other. They feel powerful and in those feelings and emotions, they feel safe. Because um, they feel unsafe twenty four hours of the day, so they will do anything and anything possible, irrelevant of the repercussions and the harm and the pain, to feel safe. Okay, and that tends to be to abuse other people, um, hunt other people, and use other people, and, um, and they will also do it ultimately so that you don't, you don't, um, so they can dump you first. And they, they once they start devaluing you usually they 're found in your supply anyway, so they 're just having a wee bit of fun with you and trying to fuck you about with you and test you and make sure they definitely want somebody else over you um, and they must they, don't, they want to be able to dump you first they have to that makes them feel great so that 's why if you discard a narcissist, um, whether you do it quickly out of nowhere like I kind of did, or you do it during a breakup. Um, Before the narcissist gets a chance to send that whatsapp (laughs) um, Or give you your keys back The narcissist will be fucking raging okay? Because they have a fear of rejection And a fear of shame It's a shame avoidant personality disorder So they'll do anything possible Any deflection, projection, behaviours at all To avoid feelings of shame And if you walk away from the relationship they think everyone knows everyone's looking at them everyone's laughing at them everyone's um the paranoia is horrendous um so that's why they like to destroy you and then um leave you okay so hopefully that's been useful for you guys sorry about my uh oh and another thing (laughs) a bit Columbo isn't it